0: Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Hearts Podcast. Hello to my Facebook group. This is day four. We are talking about one of my absolute favorite tools to reconnect our heart. I am really excited to share this with you. If you have not listened to my podcast or if you have just started following me, I'm going to share about this amazing tool that really changed my whole faith journey. And um, I can't wait to share it with you. But before we begin, I wanted to make sure that I pull out the winner of yesterday's giveaway, which is Angela Ilana. So I hope I said your last name right. Um, I know you've been on our group for a long time, and I'm so glad that you win Lauren Apple's three sessions and she is amazing. So I will hook you guys up in messenger and get that started for you. Um, today's giveaway for participation. Hey, Jess, um, is going to be three books. I, I am a lover of all books (laughs) and, um, I wish you could see above me and on the sides of me, but it is filled with books galore. Um, that is my thing. That is my love. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to share, I have three books I that you can choose from for the winner. So this is Anne of Green Gables. It's a devotional book, a chapter by chapter companion for kindred spirits. I know some of you are Anne Gables lovers out there. This one is, um, Esther Fleece Allen. She wrote a book called Your New Name which if you guys know me, I'm all about identity and knowing your affirmations and your declarations based on truth. So this is a great book right here or the three mile walk by, uh, I can never say this guy's name, right? Liebscher. I think that's how you say his name. Um, this is a beautiful book about the courage you need to live the life God wants for you. So banning leisure right here. So it's a beautiful book. Um, just very simple, minimalistic, but, um, a very sweet, powerful book. So those three books are on the grabs for the giveaway for tomorrow. I will draw the name tomorrow and how you win is through posting, um, on the comments below. It's through sharing the podcast and it's through um, sharing the group as well on Facebook. So thanks for everybody who has listened and participated. The people that listen later, I see you. Um, I've heard from lots of people that this has been a blessing for you. And I'm so glad I, I just pray every time that it hits at least one person to just shift their heart back to connection with him. And today is not, um, not any different. So I just wanted to begin today's tool of re-engaging our hearts with him by telling you something that, um, one of my dear friends, his name is Eugene Lunning. He's been on the podcast, um, before his wife is Jenny. My Holy spirit friend is what I call her. Um, and he has said something that over the years has forever stuck with me. And when I start to talk about encounters I hear him saying this we can know a lot about God but do you know him and that is forever a phrase that will move me to a place of head knowledge to heart knowledge how do I actually experience Jesus himself so that's the underlying foundation of today We use our imagination all of the time. We use it to uh, think about what could happen. We use it to dream. We use it to, um, you know, when we have kids, we can worry pretty easily and use our imagination on that. We can, um, yeah, there's so many ways that we use our imagination. And it's typically for worry, stress, fear, and replaying a conversation, feeling that guilt. So what if we flipped that and we actually used our imagination for his glory? What if we could use our imagination to encounter God himself and encounter deep, deep healing in our hearts? So I want to share my story. So back at the beginning of early motherhood, I basically grew up in a Christian home. Um, My parents were divorced. My mom was a big believer. I saw a huge transformation um, in her own life, which really inspired me to um, dig in and to to follow Jesus. Well, I did all of that until um, when I had my four kids under the age of four, Um, I was really struggling with my health because of autoimmune issues and my, my kiddo was really struggling and, um, with some behavior issues. And then my, my twins, um, who are on the end, they had a couple of health issues that kind of were in and out of, um, the ER and, and not knowing what was going on. So needless to say, I was really at, um, the end of my rope. And like I shared at the beginning of the week, there was a time when I really just felt like I surrender. Um, those moments of sleepless nights where I would sit outside of my son's room and cry out to this God that I had followed. Um, I checked all the boxes. I participated in mops. I was serving on the mops ministry team. I was doing all the Bethmore Bible studies, and and I loved all those things. And there was a disconnect when it came to real life in my home, in my, um, participation as a mother. Um, and there was just this pit in my stomach of like, there's got to be more than this. And so I eventually just cried out to the father and was like, God, what, what am I missing? There's got to be more Than what I'm currently experiencing. Because I know a lot about you, but I don't know if I know you. And God answered that prayer to the nth degree. (laughs) Um, That's where He led um, my friend Jenny to into my life, and she invited me to this retreat. And at this retreat, I was um, really at that raw, vulnerable place of feeling anxious, overwhelmed with my life, feeling um lost. Um I didn't feel equipped to be my kids' mothers. I couldn't um I was just super anxious and depressed, probably had some PTSD or not PTSD, um postpartum depression and anxiety. Um so I really went into that retreat hungry and desperate and Um, kind of banking on him coming through. Um, And he really did. So this one morning, we all gathered around and it's in a home and we gathered around in the living room. And one of the uh, leaders said to lay down, get comfortable. We're all going to use our imaginations to encounter God face to face. Um, There was a part of me that was like, uh, I don't, understand. I I don't know what this is. Is this like bad meditation? Um, you know, you name it, I had that thought. It was um definitely something new and different than I had ever experienced. Um and so but you know what? I trusted God in it. And so I laid there with, you know, 30 other women who were participating and we all laid on the floor while music was playing and this woman led us through an imagination experience of, of encountering Jesus in our imagination. And something touched my spirit more than it had ever happened. And I felt seen and I felt known by him. I, I literally felt and could picture Jesus sitting with me. And in that moment, I just broke my numb heart became a pile of mush and I needed those tears so bad to come because I had cried so much in the last year. I just became numb. And so what happened was I ended up just weeping on the floor during this time. And now just remember, there's like 30 other women having an experience, an encounter with Jesus as this leader is teaching us about, um, you know, just guiding us through a, a, a moment in time where we could picture Jesus's face. And just as I was um, in my encounter and a tear started flowing, another woman from the team came over and just laid her hand on my head and just stroked my hair. And she leaned in and she said, he sees all of your tears that you've been crying at night. Y'all, that struck me to the core. Talk about feeling seen and known like he knew exactly what I was going through. And it was powerful. And that really allowed me to take a step and turn around and look him in the face and say, I trust you. And I want to follow you and I know you love me and I know you see me and I know you see the hard and I don't know why I have all these walls up now, but I trust you that you're going to take them down gently. And that shifted my faith and I went home and I wanted to do that at home. And, um, I really just began practicing using my imagination. What was Jesus doing in the middle of, you know, all my kids running around screaming in the backyard, like is he participating with that? And so I would play with that. And, um, and, and it really became more and more a part of my life. The more that I, um, went to retreats that they were doing these encounters. And I realized that this could be actually a personal tool for me to re-engage my heart. So, that's my story. Um, it has been one of the most beautiful ways to engage my spirit and my heart with Jesus in the morning, and and to step into. There's so many ways that you can use encounters. Um, encounters are are like this beautiful soft entry into those deep places and layers inside of our heart. And they're a way to just meditate on the character of God. It's a way to imagine him, his actual face. It allows a deep, deep inner healing to happen. Another story that I'd love to share with you is, uh, a few years ago, um, we were having a really hard time. In our marriage, just some stuff that needed to heal. And that was right in the same time of that dark night of the soul for me. And, um, you know, God is so patient (laughs) with us and he's so kind to answer those questions and those prayers and those, um, times when we need to journal out our deep, darkest thoughts, you know, and, um, he gave me a picture in that season of, it was just a simple picture and it, it began to morph as my time with him became more and more honest in my journaling. And it actually, this picture was being in a really like, um, dark rainy woods and like the leaves were all musty and it was heavy. The, the, floor floor of the forest was really covered in like years of leaves and this one morning where I felt so alone I felt so um sad in my grief and I actually leaned into it and I just wept and he gave me this picture of him coming and kneeling down with me in this forest and picking me up and holding me and carrying me through this forest. And it started this whole long story in my time with Jesus, where it wasn't, I didn't need to read more Bible verses. I, in this season, like there are seasons when we need to remind ourselves of truth, which truth is Jesus himself. But in this particular season, I needed, I needed to, To see Jesus in my spirit, see me in the ground with leaves stuck to my face, with dirt on my face, and him swooping down and picking me up and carrying me. That's what I needed in that season. And that's what I needed to embrace exactly where my heart was. And I needed to know that he was carrying me. And so he gave me that picture another season. Um, this is really cool. It was shortly after that, right. When I started kind of coming out of this dark night of soul, I was in a group of women who, um, we all just wanted to practice walking in, um, prophetic. And, um, some of you that might be a little bit scary to talk about, but it's actually so beautiful. And the very, it might've been the second week we met, um, in person and we practiced listening for each other. Um, and I, uh, <laughs> I ended up getting prayed for because it was my birthday. And so, you know, these like eight women around us, around me gave a word that they felt like the Lord heard. And out of that, somebody said, I feel like you're walking into a garden and Jesus has a hose and he's spraying the, the hose over the garden and all of these flowers are blooming. And I took that sucker, that picture, and it became another part of just sitting with the Lord and how much that picture in my mind, in my imagination, has been a grounding place for me to know that that all of these seeds that he's planted, that we've planted together, that he's got a, not a garden hose, a fireman's hose, and he is literally spraying full force water all over this garden. And there's instant blooms coming up and how that grounded me in a place where I really felt like I was at the beginning of this journey of growth and beauty coming out of all of the tilling of the soil. And it, it really spoke to me, um, And another season of growing, it's not just in those sad moments, but also in those like growth and joyful places. So using our imagination for his glory can be such a a way to open up our hearts in a unique way to gain healing, to gain clarity of what he's doing, to step into the spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. and, And part of that is knowing that our spirits are are connected with his spirit. So um, it's a creative, an encounter is a creative tool um, which can create a safe space of intimacy and vulnerability. Um, I once did an encounter for um, a women's retreat where (laughs) what's so cool is The way that the Lord guided me to say something, um, affected this room full of women in such unique personal ways. And this one woman received a huge inner healing over guilt of like 30 years. She had been hanging on to this big weighted guilt and she, encountered Jesus in this moment and not by anything I said, but the spirit met her exactly where she needed to be met. And it opened up freedom that 30 years of counseling has not done. And please hear me when I say these things are all good tools. Counseling is great. Um, reading the word is great. Doing Bible study is great. Being a part of a ministry team is beautiful. And there can be a lot of moments where, um, yes, we can know a lot about Him, but do you know Him? And through these encounters, we get to be intimate with the God who created you and the God who knows everything about you and the God who's fighting for your heart and how beautiful that we get to access that. And I, I think there's an awakening in the church that there's something more than this. And I, I truly believe that He is stirring the hearts of, of many um, to experience Him in a new, or not new, but experience Him in the way that Moses encountered Him face to face. Even when Moses encountered Him face to face, His whole the glory, the Shekinah glory beamed off of him. And so when we go into that place of meeting him spirit to spirit, we are able to envision going into the throne room. We are able to envision Jesus sitting next to us. And how cool of of a tool is that? So anyway, (laughs) so I'd love to do an encounter with you today. Um, and I will post some on our Facebook group too, if you haven't heard any on the podcast, but there's plenty on the podcast too, if you'd like to do that. Um, I actually started writing a book about this a couple of years ago, and it's kind of been on hold for a little bit. but um, I'm going to pull one from my book. Um, so yeah, so I wanna I wanna guide you through this encounter today. Um, I really encourage you to not strive. Like it is not up to you to, to strive yourself into a place of, if I'm not picturing what she's saying, then this is frustrating and I'm done. No, the spirit goes wherever he wants. So if there's something that I'm saying and you are not tracking with me, go with wherever the Holy spirit is leading you. I just ask you to be open to the Holy spirit and, um, to follow him. So, yeah. So if you picture like a meadow and I'm at the beach, that's totally okay. Um, it's, it's totally okay. Another thing to say to, if you're ever listening to an encounter and you fall asleep, um, Hey, you needed rest. You needed rest more than you needed that encounter and get And guess what? The spirit can drop stuff in your spirit with you sleeping. So he did it to Job. He can do it to you. Um, Yeah. So I am typically, I love playing music. Some of my favorite music to do encounters with is Bethel Um, without words. They have the most beautiful instrumental music. Um, There was a season in my life where I loved like epic music, like Hans Zimmer from, um, movies like Inception and, uh, what are some of the other ones? I can't remember some of the other ones, but beautiful, um, just epic symphony kind of music. Um, but today I'm not going to do that because it's a little complicated to add the audio into the live. So it's just going to be quiet, but I encourage you to, to do this on your own because it's life-changing to, um, really experience God for yourself. Um, so what I, I typically like to do is plug in my headphones. I'll listen to instrumental music, um, and, and just ask him for a picture. So today I'm going to do a specific one about the wedding. So this is actually, there's different ways that you can do this. It is a wide open, um, for you. Some people can, um, jump into a Bible story and participate in that way and use your imagination in that way. Um, Most of my encounters are um, encounters that it's a scene that he's given me to step into, like going to the beach, or there's a ship encounter that we were on a ship, um, one of laying in the river. Uh, But today's is actually going to be taken out of Matthew 22, 1 through 14, and it's about the wedding. So, um, all right. So typically with an encounter, I want you to find a comfortable spot. Um, it's so good if you can lay down or just get comfortable, but if you're doing dishes, you're folding laundry, you you know, I mean, if you're driving, just be careful. (laughs) Um, but I want you to just take a deep breath and dedicate this time to him. And checking in with his heart today. All right. So this encounter is called the wedding, the invitation to participate. You hear a voice call out in the distance. It's a royal call. You sit doing the job you've been trained to do since you were a child. Over and over, the repetition of your work is soothing and known. You begin to notice the hustle of the morning crowd walking into the streets and your family behind you doing their business as usual. The warmth of the sun rising higher and illuminating all the cracks in the stone paved ground and through the tapestry of tents. No more lamps needed. And the voice of the royal messengers continues to ring out into the villages. All are invited. All are welcome at the wedding feast. Come as you are. You take notice because it's not every day you hear the king's servants announcing on the streets. You stop your work and you peek out your designated tent and take a look. The servants continue to announce the royal invitation and something within you ignites deep within you. It's a sound of awakening. Suddenly what you are doing is no longer the primary focus. The focus is on the question of will you accept this invitation? Will you go to the wedding party? What's your inner response? Notice it. You feel yourself pulled into the direction of entering into the kingdom gates. You get closer and closer to the kingdom gates. You notice the walls around and the ivy spiraling across the walls. You peek around the wall and enter in. You look in amazement at the beautiful gardens surrounding the castle. The most vibrant greens and flowers you've ever seen. And a beautiful clear river flowing through it catches your eyes. Again, a purity that you have never seen. Your attention is called to the music you hear playing in the background and the laughter that's filling the air. So many people are inside. Your feet feel the stone path beneath you. And the further you go in, you notice something different about you. Your clothes begin to change. You no longer are wearing your typical work gear. Now you have royal garments. You notice in your heart that the more you step into the wedding party, you are embracing the joy that resided there all along. You reach to the top of your head to find a crown sitting on your head and feel an inner beauty radiating through you because you are following the invitation because you chose to walk toward the party. You are different. You believe that this party was worth it. Your clothes are Royal wedding garments now, and you walk into the wedding feast. You smell the gourmet food, You see the intricately prepared table, and you take it all in. As you look around the room and hear the joyous laughter, you notice the bridegroom. His eyes pierce into yours. His eyes are the kindest, most wildest eyes you've ever seen. In the middle of hundreds of people, you feel seen. You are known by this man. And you walk closer to him as you are so intrigued and cannot take your eyes off of him. His grin is curled up to one side, and he looks over to the great king and gives him a knowing glance. He turns back to you and says, welcome. You see in his hands a gift and he whispers, this is for you. A wedding gift specifically made for you. You open the gift and the inner gratitude for such a powerful personal gift is so abundant And you look towards the king because you know it's really from him. And you smile the biggest smile you've ever felt upon your face. You feel an inner joy and a peace. And you soak in this moment. So taking a deep breath, we come back into this present moment. And I want to ask, what is the Holy Spirit highlighting for you in this encounter? What was your reaction to the invitation to the wedding? What was the garden like that you walked into? Who was at the wedding banquet? Who was sitting at the table? What did your clothes look like? What did those kingdom clothes look like? The fabric, the color? Why do you think the king and Jesus grinned when they saw you? And what was the gift? Now, the beautiful part of that encounter is it's personal and he shows up for you in a different way than he would show up for me. And so to be able to take out your journal and write down what you felt and what you experienced, it helps you to remember his personal touch to you, how you intimately got to know God and just that quick little five minute encounter and touch base with your creator in a unique way and a, yeah, in a unique way. So that is my fourth tool in the re your heart course. I pray that the Lord opens up space for you to encounter him and to know him in a deeper, deeper way. I want to finish today by reading um, out of one of my favorite books by Tony Stoltzfus, Stoltzfus. such a hard name, (laughs) but it's called The Invitation, and um, he really talks about um, encountering Jesus um, in a beautiful way, and I just wanted to share that with you because it was very clear Um, and it goes right along with what I was preparing for this, um, course and have in the past and what I've written in my one day book. Um, so he says, even where biblical knowledge brings a rational brain, theological knowing of how God works, actually putting it into practice requires an intimate experiential daily touch. of Jesus, heart to heart, that most Christians lack. Transformational change requires both rationally knowing and emotionally experiencing the goodness of God. Rational belief alone cannot provide the power to drive the change process. Mere knowing leaves you clear on what you need to do, but without the ability to do it. The invitation brings together the clarity of rational knowing with the power of desire fulfilled. It's basically, it's an invitation to encounter Him, truth Himself. And I'll just reiterate that saying that my friend Eugene says, we can know a lot about God, but do we know Him? And I just want to leave you with that, um, just to encourage that interaction with him. All right, friends, love you. And I will see you tomorrow for your final tool, day five in the PDF. If you still are needing that, let me know. Send me a message on the comment below. Um, I can try to get that out to you as soon as I can. And um, yeah, tomorrow we're going to be talking about movement. So how we use our body to, um, really reconnect with our hearts and our, um, our hearts and our mind and our spirit. So I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Take care. Bye.